Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. I am Dory, and I am so excited to be joined by some of my favorite ladies ever in the podcasting universe. I have Anne with me. Hey, everybody. And Jasmine. Hey, happy, happy to be here. And our friend Bree. Hello, everybody. And we're so excited to be talking about um, the Hallmark movie Girl Friendship. Um, I am going to read a little synopsis of the movie and then I want to dive right in and start talking about it because we have so much to discuss. So... After a booking mix-up, Samara's birthday getaway turns into a week-long journey where three friends rediscover passion, purpose, and romance. That's nice. Very concise. Very to Mm -hmm. the point. So I just want to start off by getting everyone's thoughts overall on the movie. How did you guys feel about it? What did you love? What did you not love? Tell me. I'm going to start with um, Jasmine. Tell me what you thought about this one. Oh my goodness, this movie can be on repeat. It literally mm-hmm. spoke to my soul. Like the ancestor says, this is the movie for you. This is the movie <laughs> for healing, for romance, for friendship, everything in between. And also, uh. I sat here, sat here like, wait a minute. Hallmark, you really giving us this cultural movie to dive in deeper to the Black experience. and. I'm here for it, 100%. I love everything about it. But we have to go and talk about that ending, though, because I need some answers. <laughs> we are definitely, don't you worry, Jasmine, we are definitely getting to that ending. Um, and also, I'm going to say the final, the last like quarter of the movie we are going to yes. be talking about. Yes. So, Brie, how did you feel about it? Look, okay, I was just taken aback by the fact that in the year of our Lord 2022, <laughs> Hallmark gave us a Gullah Gullah Geechee movie. Like, what I know. is even happening? So Incredible. Right. I mean, even, you know, as, you know, a Black woman from the, in the United States, like, have I been to that part of the country? I mean, I've I've been to Savannah. I've been in, I've lived in Georgia. I've never actually been to South Carolina, but I mean, we all know about that, right? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. that's one of the last locations in the States where, you know, the African-Americans that live there still like hold tight to that part Mm -hmm. of where we came from. So I was like, I cannot believe I'm saying this on Hallmark, but I'm so happy. And Jazz, you like retweeted this woman on Twitter, her tweet. And I retweeted it after I saw yours. Like she's from there, you know, and she was just like representation matters. She felt like Hallmark nailed it. And she was just so happy to see her culture on Hallmark like that. So kudos to them. Shout out to them. Anybody that wants to be a hater, please have a seat. I just, I was so I was so happy to see that. Like, what? Like, I just never in a million years. So, yeah. Good job, Hallmark. Yes. Also, can we give a shout out out to, like, the 90s um, Nick Jr. show, Gullah Gullah Island. Gullah Gullah Island. I was hoping someone would bring up Gullah Gullah Island. Yes. Yes. 
come and let's play together. Oh my gosh, so so good. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought up Gullagal Island. Yes, it's the best. I'm always like, what happened to little Simeon? Like, whatever happened to Simeon? <laughs> oh, I loved that show. They're, just, they're still going strong, you guys. I do follow them on Instagram. Like, the couple who's the mom and dad, they're going so strong in their marriage and everything. They're still representing oh, the culture. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. I love that. And what did you think of the movie? I really enjoyed the movie. I really, I just can't believe, like, in this year that we've had two movies with three leading black yes. women. Like, that's, yes. like, so shocking. Uh, shocking. Like, yeah, I can't even, yeah, I just can't believe it. But um, so I, I loved, I loved the three leads. I thought they had great chemistry together. I thought that, yeah, that they looked great. Their hair was, you know, they did the same thing, kind of like different, you know, hairstyles for each woman, mm-hmm. which I really liked, um, just showcasing that. And um, I thought that um, Tamara and Brad James had good chemistry as well as the ladies. And, um, you know, I thought it was funny. I thought, you know, it had, you know, conflicts that real people have the relation to just you know people trying to support their family that's a real thing people have to do and you Mm -hmm. know people um you know not really loving their job and wanting to you know bring something they love into their work um so I just I really I enjoyed the representation a lot um there was one thing I do wish they would have showed like maybe some more um because I felt like they barely showed like one activity that they did like and the actual part of the retreat Right. Oh yeah. Um, yeah so yeah. I wish they would have. Which yes. I know that's the time constraint with three women. Plus, you're trying to do a romance. It's just like so tight. Um, but I wish that they would have showed like maybe one or two more like activities like all together. Um, I forgot the lady's name. Like her leading them in some more. Um, oh, Ariella. Part of the yes, yes, Ariella as a part of the retreat. That would have been. I would have liked to see that. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought they what did a good job. You, love seeing a different, love seeing a different setting too. South Carolina. Um, yes, and I mean the fact that it started out in Kansas City, you guys. I was like, <laughs> Kansas City is home for me. Like, oh my gosh! But I that's forget, amazing. like that's where Hallmark is. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is true. I loved that's that. Amazing. I loved the setting too. Um, I I am really with jasmine on this like i liked this movie but it also really hit me personally in a way i wasn't expecting with some of the themes and the messages i was kind of like i (laughs) i messaged you all in the group and i was like i'm crying i'm like (laughs) and i wasn't expecting to um you know i was i loved the trailer and i was really excited with all the previews and the promos but i don't you know you don't you can like a movie without feeling a like personal connection to something you know Mm -hmm. but in this one i liked it and had that kind of personal like I got a personal connection there and I feel like I was getting a message kind of about my own life and goals and, you know, trajectory and staying true to who you are. And I really appreciated that. And I, I totally agree. I thought Tamara Maori Housley and Lindy Greenwood and Crystal Joy Brown had amazing chemistry and Brad James. 
you know, oh, not, wow. not tough to look at that one <laughs> at <No>. all. <laughs> that is a handsome man. I mean, that, just really, really. that is a <laughs> handsome man. <laughs> look, okay. I know that we all have our hallmark favorite hunks, but okay. It's time to let some of these, I don't want to say hidden gems, but like, he does not need to be in this one and he does not need to be a one and done. Okay. Oh, Absolutely no. not. He needs to be Period. a new Hallmark favorite <laughs> because yes. he's, he's stunning. Okay. Dory, yes. like what was that first, what was the first moment where you were like, Oh my gosh, like I'm overwhelmed with emotions right now. I think when they got to the retreat and they were sitting there and this was not the vacation they expected. This was not the vacation they <laughs> planned. It was kind of, you kind of slowly got to see that maybe this was something that they all needed. Yeah. And in that first activity where they're talking about, you know, f- losing your joy and trying to find it again, and how so often, like, life happens and we get so consumed by work and the day-to-day that we forget that life is also to be lived and to be enjoyed and that really hit me like it really hit home that we're all you know working and we're doing all these things that we have to do but what about what we want to do what about what Mm. we love what about what about like our lives makes us us. And so I started thinking about that during that scene. And then what really drove it home was the scene where they were all picking the things best like described them. them. Yeah. Yes. yes. I, was, I was bawling during that scene. I thought it was so beautiful. And we see Samara bless her paintbrushes like mm. that scene Ooh. where she puts them in the water and oh, you yeah, can I lost see it, her babe. crying Ew. Ew. I was falling yeah. like yeah. it was so beautiful to me to see someone who has lost a part of herself regain it and bless mm-hmm. it it was inc- I thought that scene was incredible while Wade in the water was playing that yeah. okay. Okay. of Wade oh. in the water yeah, that was moving. Train. Okay, like yeah. history, history student moment. Like had I had a moment where I was like, "Oh my gosh, they are literally on the coast of South Carolina." Like mm-hmm. we all know the state, the slave trade was big on that side, mm-hmm. and here's this black woman like standing on the edge mm-hmm. of the United States, where who knows how many enslaved people were brought, and she's like putting her paintbrushes in the same water it Mm -hmm. just was a moment you know I think Mm -hmm. if you just really sit back and look it's like wow this is a moment you know I have chills even just talking about it right now like it was so profound to me I watched it multiple times like I look I saw it the first time and I'm like crying and I just watched it again and again because there was something so like transcendent about it to see a woman like reclaim herself. And like you said, Brie, in that water on that coast, I thought it was beautiful. It was, it was perhaps one of the most beautiful scenes and most moving scenes to me that I have seen in a Hallmark movie without question. I agree with Dory 100%. This, this felt like the most realest movie I've ever watched on Hallmark. That was so connecting to me. Like Mm -hmm. for all what, the ceremony in general, I sat here like, I want to do a ceremony like this. I want to mm. feel healed, you know, 
What do mm-hmm. I want to burn? What do I want to bless? What do I want to give? I'm like, this is what we need. This is what I hope other people in Hallmarky who are not African-American, who are from different cultures, see, wow, this is beauty. See, you know, the depth that we're not all different. No, but we have these traditions that are still alive, that are still moving up to the next generation. And this is just beautiful. Like, I will literally watch this scene over and over again. Like, I'll ask, you know, the ostriches, please just give them an ostrich just for this scene only. <laughs> for this scene only. She was, I mean, Tamara was... That, I mean, that was just acted perfectly. There was not yeah. one word in that scene that she spoke, and you still were so moved. That's very. not easy to do. Like, yeah, very seeing much. those tears falling down her face as she, but the smile on her face yeah. when she stood up, yes. like, oh my, it was just such a powerful. I, I just, I feel like I'm gonna hold that picture in my mind for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. I think it was that scene because I, I'll be honest, y'all, I was nervous because I was like, okay, we're getting this pretty quickly after unthinkably good things. Mm-hmm. Another movie, three black women starring it, going somewhere like I was nervous. But I think it was when that scene came that I was like, okay, this is different. You know, this yep. is different and this is good on its own, you know? So, mm. oh, gosh, yeah. It's so good. I'm tearing up just thinking about it. So can I we know. just move? It's too late. I'm already crying. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's been like 10 minutes and we're already crying. <laughs> if that's any end- well, let indication. Let movie has impacted us. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, let me. Okay. So let me ask you a, a different question, but still related to this. Okay. Would you do a women's retreat like this with the digital detox and the connecting with nature and the cabins and the calling on the ancestors, like all that, would you do this with your girlfriends or by yourself? And ah, I mean, it's one of those things where (laughs) it's like, it's like you don't want to do it, but it's like <laughs> after you signed up and you're actually there, you'd be like, I'm so glad I'm here. Like, this right. is amazing. Like, I needed this. Right. It's just the part of like, would I actually sign up? Because I know if like someone signed me up and I was there, I'd be like, you know, totally have a Into blessing it. to receive that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the digital detox would be a little bit hard, but I've done it before, um, like on a weekend kind of thing. And so and then I was totally fine. Um, so I... I would like to think that I would have the, have the, um, what's the word? (laughs) The, um, I don't know, fortitude to like sign up and like do it, you know, within myself to be like, yes, I want to do this. I need to do this. Um, But I know that if I went, I know I would get a lot out of it. I mean, there's just so much, you know, we just, we need to be still and to be quiet and to be, you know, we just have so much going on constantly. I just feel like in our society, it's so needed to like slow down and think and breathe and just, mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of be. Um, and that would be like an amazing place to, to do that and be with other people um, as well. So I would say, yes, I would. I would do an, a retreat like this and hopefully it would be received well by myself. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd love it. What about you, Brie? Would you do something like this? Okay, I would. But here's the thing. <laughs> I <laughs> I would be so nervous. What are the ancestors about to tell me about myself? 
literally like, we've been watching you and you need to get it together, baby girl. Or I can hear my great grandfather, he called my grand sis, like, okay, sis, you need to get it together. Um, So, but I would, I, actually the character that I feel like I saw myself so much in was actually Eva. And I don't really feel like we got a lot from Eva, Mm -hmm. but just as like a mom and, you know, I'm literally finishing up grad school, like in the next two weeks and, you know, having did the military and now I'm transitioning to a new, a new life. I've been a stay at home mom since 2019. Like I really, really resonated with her. Mm -hmm. Um, I do wish that we could have seen like how she was handling disconnected from her family. Like the whole time we were watching it, I was like, how is she mentally just okay with not being able to hear from her kids or reach out to her? I feel like I would be going nuts and that would be, yeah. I feel like I'd be so refreshed in the end, but the first few days would be a struggle for me. Like, you know, did Jace get up and brush his teeth like I, he knows he's supposed <laughs> to do? And, right. you know, is Kaysen making his own noodles? And is somebody making sure he doesn't burn the house down? Like, I'd be worried about those things. But uh, I would absolutely love to do it. I feel like it would be rewarding. But again, those ancestors, you know, they'd be they watching. And <laughs> oh, I they'd know. have some things to say. They <laughs> right. would definitely have some yeah. things to say. Oh, yeah. Um, to all of us. I to mean. all of us, <laughs> yeah. without question. And you're right, Brie. Like, a week, they were there for a week. A week is a long time Yeah. to be kind okay. of immersed in that, like, incredibly healing, but also, you know, intimidating to kind of mm-hmm. focus on yourself and what you want like we're so distracted in this life and i feel mm. like sometimes we use that as an excuse to not look deeper and not look within so it's really scary when they're like hey we're gonna drop you on this island and you have a week to like be with yourself and your thoughts and figure out what you really want to do that prospect can be really scary you know Dory, I agree 100%. I think most of the time we try to avoid any still time with our thoughts, thinking about, you know, our life, what we want to do, what we don't like that we've done, all in between everything. Mm -hmm. I think we want to stay busy because we're scared for that moment when the thoughts come and we're trying Mm -hmm. to think and reflect and go deeper in ourselves. And so that is very intimidating, um, you know, to be like, yeah, you're you're gonna be alone with nature, no phone, no distractions, just you, your thoughts, and uh, these uh, women, and yeah, Good exercises luck. to think about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fans of the hit family drama Heartland know that Up Faith and Family is the only place to stream seasons one through fifteen of Heartland, including hours of behind the scenes exclusive content. All 15 seasons of Heartland are available and ready to binge only on Up Faith and Family. If you love dramatic shows full of action and suspense, try the two new series, Mystic and Hudson and Rex. Binge both shows anytime on Up Faith and Family. Watch new series and premiere feel good films like Finding Love in San Antonio, which debut first on Up Faith and Family. Go to upfaithandfamily.com slash hallmarkies today to sign up for your 14 day free trial. That's upfaithandfamily.com slash hallmarkies to sign up. Hmm. What about you, Jasmine? How do you feel about a retreat like this? Would you be down? 
I 100% will be down. I'm not going to lie, because after the movie, I started looking up for trees. I'm like, can I find one just you like this? You would, Jess. I, I know. That seems so on brand. Like, <laughs> I really would love to do something like that. Just, just like, I'm not going to lie. Was it maybe like a week ago? I accidentally left my phone here at home and went to work. So I was going with no phone. I didn't know who called out or not. And it felt kind of relieving a little bit. Like, I didn't have my phone on me for that those couple of hours. Like, I had to check on Facebook or any social media or yeah, my boss is probably texting you saying what the updates are or anything like that. But I would definitely love to do some type of healing retreat, connect mm-hmm. myself with nature. It doesn't matter if it's by the ocean or with the trees. Something to help me keep me grounded, understand, you know, where I'm at in my life. And this yeah, movie yeah. really did speak to me like, where am I at in my life? Who are the three characters that I resonate with that, wow, like, I, I maybe need to slow down. Maybe need to sit down and go to a retreat and like really get my thoughts together, get my, my mind together, get my, you know, physical, mental, spiritual life together. Like where mm-hmm. are you at this moment? And people will say blessings are in disguise, you know, cause we definitely got to talk about uh, what you call this assistant because it was a blessing. <laughs> in the yeah. Oh my God. Stacy, Stacy or something. Yes, yeah, she is. Oh, Stacey. You But okay, so isn't it crazy, y'all? Like, I I know I want, definitely want to hear Dory if you're going to do this, but I just was thinking as you were asking the question, like, one of the first scenes that I was like, whoa, was when they get to the island and Samara is like holding her phone up trying to get a signal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why is it so hard for us? Like, we all came from that generation. Like we can all remember when cell phones became a thing. Like, right. you know, yes. so it's like I remember life before having a cell phone with me all the time. I really struggle sometimes as like an eighties baby, nineties kid. Like, why do you struggle with putting it down and leaving it alone? Like, you know what life was like before this was really a thing, but it's a struggle. And yeah. just seeing that on film, it's like, wow, that would be us. And like, why mm-hmm. is that a struggle for us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know it's very, I really resonated with that too. And I would, I feel like I'm the type of person where I would, pick the retreat I would book it I'd be ready I'm like I'm down this is going to be great it's going to change my life and then as the bus approaches I'm like wait (laughs) anxiety (laughs) setting in what exactly like the walls are closing in what did I just agree to am I really giving up my phone all connection with the outside world to you know to look into all of these different facets of myself for a week I would definitely I'd be the one who was so excited in the bus like let's go girls this is gonna be great it's gonna change our lives and then as the bus stops and we're all stepping off I'm like oh no oh no (laughs) what have I done (laughs) that would be me but I would do this in a heartbeat I think it would um I mean, I think it would be life changing. And I think that we so often don't, like Anne was saying, we go out of our way to avoid doing things that kind of put a spotlight on the things that we don't want to see. Even if we need Mm -hmm. to put a spotlight on those things to heal from them and move on, we still want to avoid it, you know? Um, But yeah, and Brie, I'm totally with you. I remember not having a phone and i certainly (laughs) remember not having a phone where you could do a bunch of stuff on it 
you know, right. like oh, you yeah. couldn't text yeah. on it. Like it was for calls only. It took you forever to, to go text to the music someone. store and get minutes. Exactly. Man. Like you weren't yeah. on your phone that much, you know? Yeah. Remember, remember weekdays? Yeah, it was free after 9 p.m. Weekends. Yeah, free, free nights and yeah. weekends. That's oh like the only time you were on, on your phone. phone. Yeah. Yes. God, I remember like, how we couldn't have the internet on our phone and you pressed it on accident. You had to close it real quick. Like, don't get charged. Don't get charged. <laughs> You're like, please, please. That wasn't even a minute. That wasn't even five seconds. Please. One of my biggest regrets in life. I never learned how to play snake, you guys. <laughs> we got to get you a snake. We got to get you a Nokia phone. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the Nokia phones. And the most exciting thing was like programming your um your ringtone. <gasps> yes. Oh, the most yeah. exciting thing on the phone. <laughs> I see Look. the last I, I, I can remember this. The last ringtone I recorded on my phone was 2007 when Jordan Sparks, our homegirl Jordan Sparks, remember you grew up, we had a great Hallmark movie last uh Christmas. Uh, uh her song uh, when she won Idol. Here's my now. I recorded it on my phone. Had my ringtone. Oh <laughs> my that. gosh, that is so Jasmine. Oh that my is so you. I freaking love that. <laughs> and yeah, but now we like need our phones to be on the internet and check our email. It's just crazy. And have we have videos and pictures and social media and all the things. So it's a different world, ladies. It is a yeah, different it's world. Very. But Brie, you brought up something interesting and I want to go back to it. I really want to know, like, who of the trio did everyone relate to the most? So, Brie, you said you really related to Eva. Yes. And her experience. So, Anne, who did you oh, relate gosh. to? Oh, no. I, I'm not. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not sure. Uh, um. Hmm. Uh, no, I didn't have one like when I was watching it where I was like, oh, I really, you know, relate to this one. Like it wasn't just coming, I guess, natural, I guess, for mm -hmm. me this time, like an unthinkably good things it did for me. Right. Um, Is there one, one of those you feel like characters? you'd be like closest to? Because sometimes like I feel like I am watching and I'm like, OK, I'd be her. But then sometimes I'm watching and I'm like, oh, I'd probably be closest to this person. Yeah, I'd be her friend. Or you mix three. Yeah. Or yeah, sometimes I think it's a combination of all of them too. Yeah, I feel like I'd be closest to um, Samara's character. I think, yeah. um, just because I am very like focused on my responsibilities um, and like what I should be doing, and you know, very kind of like how she was like. I mean, for me, it's different, but how she was like so focused on her responsibility of you know helping take care of her mom and doing what she needed to do to do that. You know, I'm kind of like that kind of person, very focused on those kind of things. And then I can forget about myself and the things I want to do and stuff like that. Um, so I think that I definitely in that kind of way, I definitely relate um, to, to, you know, to that kind of part of her. Um, also, I'm just like, you know, did they change her name to Samara when Tamara was cast? Because I just, I'm like, that just seems the chance of that happening. Just I know. It was wild. It was wild. I was watching and at first I'm like, are they saying Tamara? Same yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it, it really is like about that too. It was a trick for your brain because your brain like knows she's Tamara, but then it, it's like they weren't going Samara, so it's like they just kept saying Tamara. It was like you just felt like they were saying Tamara. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So yes, it was um, 
Oh gosh. Oh, yes, Samara. That's right. Samara's uh, character for me. Jasmine, what about you? Samara, one hundred percent. Like I felt like you know she wanted you know pursue her dream like you know of her drawing and everything artistic wise because she do it at work all the time. Like she wanted to be outside of her. I guess her comfort zone of just being, she was so comfortable of just being the financial, just moving up, but not knowing like she missed her first love, art. Right. Mm-hmm. Her, you know, and I saw that when she did that dedication and when she, you know, blessed her brush, and I'm like, oh my gosh, do I need to go bless my, uh, bless my pens and pencils and stuff and notebooks and stuff? Cause I'm like, I need some healing too, because I went back to my first love and I understand her completely. And then, you know, the love part, that was definitely totally different. That was definitely, you know, was kind of a bonus though, but it was just the fact that they were focused on these three women and their personal journeys coming out of in their own healing. And for me, Samara, she actually spoke to me. I'm like, wow, like 100% when you got to my crowd, when you got to writing and doing the things I wanted to do. And this movie yeah. really just spoke to me in that sense. I love that. Bless those pens, girl. Bless those notebooks. <laughs> we'll do it That's on Zoom. Right. We'll do a ceremony okay, for okay. you. Yes. Don't put the notebooks in the water, but you know, we I was thinking the same thing. I was we like, get. maybe don't put the notebooks in the water and maybe <laughs> sprinkle water on the pens. Like okay. you don't have to dunk them. <laughs> yeah. But we can figure something out. You can maybe spray them with a spray bottle. We'll see. We can figure something out. We'll figure something out. Um I feel like I really related to Samara too, for all the reasons you stated. Um, And I also felt a connection to Renee when she was, especially at the end when, and we're going to get to this later, but she and um, Eva had that falling out and they were kind of, you know, they were, they had a fight at this retreat. And then when they reconcile, she's explaining kind of how she feels because she has this, hair salon and she wants and Eva was a investor in it but she wants to own it outright Mm -hmm. and she's explaining to her like you all have your things like I want to have that thing that's my Mm. own you know and she's been searching for the thing that is her own and makes her special and that she loves and so she wants to own her salon outright and she wants to be a mother you know whether that's single doing it as a single mother doing it with someone and I really related to that kind of being um she says that she doesn't have family really and I'm not in that space I definitely have family around me which I'm very grateful for but I do really relate to the kind of wanting to carve out your own place in the world Mm. and to like do things your way you know because there's your family of origin right but then the family you create is equally as important and you know Mm -hmm. wanting that I related to her kind of wanting that and wanting to do it her way Um, so yeah, I think I most related to the two of them. I think Um, the thing about Renee that I just, I love, and I was thinking it really hit me as you were talking about her is like, everybody in the movie talks about how she makes other women feel beautiful. Yes. Yes. Tend to forget that the person that gives so much of themselves Mm. to everybody else Sometimes they're lonely. A lot of times I think they're lonely. A lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for anybody that's like, oh, I didn't want to watch. It was three black leads. This is like a movie for every woman. Like, 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. You can either see something in yourself in one of these characters or, like I said, you could be like, yeah, I'd really be close to this person. I just think they have so many traits individually and as a unit that it's just so identifiable and relatable. I know. I'm at I, I totally I'm at agree. Minds. I felt that. What Bree said, I felt that. I'm like, I'm going to dash Renee with that. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. I told, I'm really glad that you articulated it that way, Bree, because you're right. Like it's for, that is for every woman who take cares, takes care of everyone around them mm-hmm. and neglects themselves. Mm-hmm. And yeah it's okay to want for yourself. And I really love that message. Like it's okay to want for yourself. And in fact, it's like vital that you do have desires that are purely your own for you that make you happy and that make you whole. So yes, a hundred percent love that. So I want to switch back really quick and talk about the setting. We talked about it a little bit at the top of the podcast how did you guys feel about the low country setting and the representation of gullah culture um what did you think of that brie um i thought it was beautiful i don't know i thought back to this class i had to take for my bachelor's and i like we had to you could pick or whatever so i did one on like latin america and then one on africa and it's like There are still places in the world, it just reminded me, like, there are places in the world where people still live just as the ancestors did hundreds and hundreds of years ago, right? And there was this question that we had of, like, um, I don't know, some people would basically say, you live like savages. And it's like, but do we, aren't we the ones that kind of do? Like, we feel like we have to have more and bigger and shinier. And, like, these people are happy and content, living on an island, fishing for themselves to make sure that they eat and like all of that, you know? So I just, I don't know. I really loved the location and kind of what it represented, like just simple. Like you don't have Wi-Fi. You're not, you know, you're not back home in Kansas City or whatever, where there's all this traffic and lights and all. You're just like, it's just simple. And I love when I see things that make me question like, am I doing too much? Like, do I mm-hmm. have to live the way that I'm living? You know? Mm-hmm. So I, don't know, I thought it was beautiful. And I just really appreciated that they chose that setting for this story, for sure. Agree. Jasmine, how'd you feel about the setting? This was a different take because, you know, we've seen some Hallmark movies that you know, they shoot it either in North Carolina or South Carolina um, with different, you know, stories, you know, they depict, but seeing it from a different culture, different, you know, aspect and seeing it from a different cultural region. Uh, Cause it's very little that people talk about the Gullah culture, mm-hmm. but thought that representing yeah. it to a new audience to give out more information, people to look into it like, Oh wow, this culture is still thriving after how many decades, how many um, hundred of years. Right. And they're still thriving. Cause I'm still thriving to this day. And like I was talking, I remember talking to my great my great aunt about this because she would always look at me before she passed away a couple of years ago. She was like, "You know what? It's weird because like you're the only person on the West Coast because I'm going to be kind. I think a little gullet, like not and not purposely, but I talk so fast that all my words blend. So when I get excited. She's like, "Just slow down. Like some some of us still in the South, we still speak it. Whoever lives still in the South area, but like I, I see it. It reminds me of home a little bit. So." 
when I kind of see that, you know, I'm starting to get, understand what my aunt, my, my aunt was saying. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, you know, we got it a little bit as a kid watching it, you know, on Nick Jr., you know, getting that representation above it though. But now seeing it from an adult standpoint, I'm like, wow, like there's so much we need to discover, so much we need to learn still and present mm-hmm. it to, you know, our next generation because the kids don't know until we teach them and right. show them film or in books. And honestly, I'm glad they chose this opportunity to showcase and to educate about the global culture, the traditions, everything in between, how people go and get education and still come back and be able to help yes. their community still. Yeah. 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 Love that. Love that. And how'd you feel about it? Um, you know, I'll be completely honest. I know very, very little about the Gullah culture. And when I was growing up, um, we didn't have cable. So I did not have not seen this show you guys are talking about. Um, oh, we about to send you the link. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm going to do okay. list right now. <laughs> and send and first the, we'll start you with the theme song. Okay. And okay. then we'll get you some good clips. Okay. All right. That sounds that sounds good. Are you ready to watch the series? Let us know. I got to the <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, so so yeah, so I but I enjoyed seeing the representation and um, you know, getting to see, you know, hear like some about it and some about um, you know, the culture and just the I don't know, it just it just sound it made me intrigued. I made me want to, you know, learn more about it. Um, and so I definitely want to, you know, to do that because I enjoyed what I saw. And I love like when, you know, we just see Vancouver and, you know, all these cities all the time. So I love when they actually are in a place and they're actually shooting on location at the place where they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So I really enjoy seeing like a different, you know, a different um, setting that we don't usually get to see. And, um, you know, just seeing just so many uh, beautiful black people. Um, again, that's just something I always um, love to see, especially on Hallmark. It's an extra special uh, treat. So, yeah. For sure. And I think you don't even realize how a simple shift of location can really change the whole vibe of a movie because even as we were watching when they're on the boat and there's that great aerial shot of the of a boat and you're seeing the water and all of the trees as they you know come off the boat and everything you just you're immediately transported to that place you know like things are slower you're breathing different. I thought that I loved um, the way they set up the location visually. I thought they did a really great job with that. In my family, my dad's side of the family is Creole and they're from Louisiana, a small town called Natchitoches, Natchitoches, Louisiana. That kind of deep South culture, there are some similarities there. And I also, but similar, but different. And I remember we had one family reunion where we went to Charleston and for part of it, we went and kind of explored the low country and, um, Gullah culture. And we did a tour and we ate some really amazing food. And I mean, I think that I loved that we got that representation in this movie and I could have used some more. <laughs> like, yeah. I really could have used some more. I wanted to hear some Geechee being spoken. I know. Same. Same. Like, I wanted some more explanation, some more, 
history not a ton because i know how it is in these movies when they can like yeah really go hard with that and it can take you out of the movie but i thought there were opportunities where they could have like explained a little more given us a little bit more of a taste of the culture but i did think this was a good introduction um so i'm down and i think that's where like kind of the the double-edged sword comes in because like on one hand I'm really happy that it was three women, you know, but then it's almost like there's so much going on and there are things that you want more of. But like Anne said earlier, like time is such a constraint and it's like when you're doing so much, there's just stuff Mm -hmm. that's going to be left out. But like the elder, like when they were doing the basket weaving, I was like, well, maybe she'll speak and like she'll speak in Geechee so people can kind of understand like the significance of this location, like such a big part of it. But yeah, I, I, it would have been so cool to just see more of that, I think. I think so, too. I totally agree. And and you're right. Like, I sympathize with the plight of one thing that I'm getting from these um, movies, like this more the mahogany movies and now Girl Friendship. One thing I'm getting is that they are trying to accomplish so much yeah. because we've never had this chance before. And it almost feels like, we have to throw all this stuff in. Like we yes. have to explore these themes. We have to, it has to um, center three women because we want three different perspectives of like mm-hmm. the experience of a black woman. Yeah. And it is beautiful and I love it. But I, it's also like, we are just, I feel like there's this sense that like, man, we are on borrowed time here. Let's, yes. you know, let's yeah. everything in the kitchen everything, sink. Exactly. Like, <laughs> let's throw everything we can into these movies because we don't know when we'll get this opportunity again. And you can feel that, you know, there's, yeah. there's a lot in this movie. And we'll, I have a question about it that we'll get to in a second about the like the relationship aspects of this movie and kind of the last quarter of the movie, I think some storylines suffer because we're, they're trying to do everything, but I understand why they're trying to do everything. And I sympathize with why they're trying to do everything. So I'm kind of of two minds about it. Um, But yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But I also wanted to chat about kind of thematically. So now This is the, we talked about To Her With Love, we talked about Unspeakably Good Things, and while this isn't technically a mahogany movie, there is a mahogany tie-in that we will discuss. Thematically, are you seeing seeing any kind of like similar themes throughout the movies we've covered or similar messages? Like, I'm, I'm kind of sensing a lot of similarities in these movies, which I really appreciate, and I'm wondering if you... Are okay, all tell us. You go first. Tell us. Okay. No, I have an idea, but go first. <laughs> okay. So I just keep getting this sense of Black women in particular kind of being almost at war about the life that they are supposed to live and the life that they want to live. Mm. And what it means to live authentically, but to also take care of what needs to be taken care of in your life and to also be able to provide for yourself. Like there's very little wiggle room, you know, it's like you need a job and you need to work and you know, you need, but you also need to live a life that's kind of authentic to you. And to do that, you have to take chances that are often scary 
because the world is not always kind <laughs> to yeah. black yes. women in particular. And it is harder as a black woman to fall and have to pick yourself up. It is scary to put your trust in a world that doesn't always have your back. And I just, in all of these movies, I kind of get the sense it's like these, a lot of these women are on the path of what they should do, but what they want is kind of like tapping them on the shoulder and whispering in their ear. And it's like, how do you find that balance of doing what you want to do, but also doing what you need to do and kind of finding a happy life? Um, so that's what I keep seeing in these stories. And it's something that I appreciate. And I also think it's something that a lot of black women can relate to. I really do. Yeah. So yeah. that's my thought. I don't know if you guys have other thoughts. I I think it, I, I agree. I think that it's, I think it's trying to show that, I don't know. We, I mean, I think women all over the world, regardless of race, you just carry the weight <laughs> on your shoulders, but especially for women of color, specifically black women. I mean, I, as a black woman, I feel like I can only speak for myself, but you know, I have you all, we, we were able to chat. I know we have so many similarities, but like, I, I would love to go to a retreat, you know, but I am a mom of three and oh gosh, I don't want to get an emotional, but I do have two black sons and living in America. Y'all already know where that is going. So I don't think I would ever actually be able to do that, to just turn off. Um, I mean, my oldest is 12, my youngest is seven. And I, Every time something happens, I'm just like, I question everything. Do we live in a safe place? Do we live? Okay. I like, I, I want them to have freedom, but like, I don't even let them like walk to and from the bus stop by themselves and it's right down the street. So mm -hmm. I think that these movies do a wonderful job of just showing like, realistically, the world's like, hey, you need to chill out. You need to have time for yourself, but also showcasing how that is hard for us. Yep. Yeah. The struggle of that. Yeah. Yep. And I agree, Dory. I hadn't really thought about it. Like, but you're saying that and I'm thinking about, you know, all the characters, um, you know, from the past two mahogany movies and then girlfriendship. And I definitely think that that is a common theme. And I definitely think that relates, you know, specifically to black women um, in a, in a certain way. And I don't know what it is if it's just that, you know, we just take our responsibilities very seriously because doing what we're passionate about seems like a privilege and it mm, seems yes. um, mm -hmm. like yeah. just like a, like a privilege, not like something we should pursue. We should, you know, be more concerned about right. you know, making sure, you know, we, you know, go to college and get a good job to support, you know, our people and make sure that, you know, we do that well, because maybe that wasn't done well in parts of our family or people that we know. And we want to make sure we come through for that. And then it's like, but doing what we love is just some privilege that, you know, it's just this unattainable thing. Um, and that's, a, that's really sad. Um, you know, and, um, but I think I do definitely think that black women have that struggle. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure if that's why, but um, I think that could definitely play into it. I think that's an amazing point. And because it also comes down to, to us, I think thinking sometimes, do I deserve this? Like, do I deserve to, 
take a chance like this? Do I do I deserve to be selfish and put myself first for once in this situation or this scenario? I think that's very real. Like, am I worth it to do this? So much, so often our worth is tied up in other people and other things. And um, and like Bree said, you know, that is, you know, I I think that that would be a common refrain for all women everywhere in a lot of instances, um, but Black women in particular, for sure. So I, th- I think that was beautifully said, Anne. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. Anyone else want to add anything, Jasmine? Do you have any thoughts? Let's see. My thoughts, I think for me, they're giving us real authentic stories within a fiction movie, but also being real because I can say I watch a lot of Hallmark movies or either movies and mysteries, you know, movie and mystery, they give you like the real tearjerker moments, you know, and, you know, realism and, you know, make you think and understand. But the fact they're doing on both platforms, is kind of saying, you know what, these may be stories that we love to watch, you know, these rom-com, but they also want to give you history. They want to give you like real authentic things that sit in your mind to manifest and say, wow, like, am I really seeing this character in me? And I'm not saying it's probably a negative thing about it, but it's just saying we are real men and we're a real woman from all different backgrounds. We all may struggle though, but this is our story. I think they want to tell our story, but I know there's probably some fun stories that are definitely going to come up, but they're they're just hitting it right, left and right, this boom, 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 like in like this, how I want to say it, in a... A1, you know, tier of like, I'm giving you our authentic version of our stories written by us for us, but also educating the masses around us and other culture. Because when they were doing the basket weaving, it kind of reminded me of Native American, how they do basket weavings in their stories, how it's kind of similar how they do their basket weaving. You know, I'm like, like, wow, we're all, you know, we're all the same culture, but we all have different traditions within what we do. But I just love the fact that, like, I did see the parallels of how, like, you know, there's three, you know, women, but hopefully we'll see some men coming up. Hopefully we get some men. Oh, I'd love a bros trip. Yes. yes for <laughs> sure. You know, like, let's give us some men. Like, you know, if Lance, Lance, if Lance available, I know right now he's in no Lance, four, Antonio. I want Antonio. Where is Antonio? <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, 
I am a Antonio Stan. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Me too. I like, love I'm, it. Like, I'm ready for like they're giving us these women though, but I know for a fact that they're going to give us some men stories. I'm ready for that. You know, give us some men that perspective. Oh, so cool. Yeah. You yeah. know, they're just showing off with the women, but I know they're going to have some men <laughs> coming up. And I, you know, because Hallmark they do men's stories. You know, sometimes, but just seeing it from the different perspective. You know, I want to see the guys. You know, how they deal with their problems, with their love lives, and stuff how they find love. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I think that the guys have kind of been lesser roles in these, in the first uh, two Mahogany movies and also in Girlfriendship. So it'll be interesting to see how. I, I, I'm just very interested in seeing how this franchise of movies evolves yeah. and how the storytelling evolves, how the themes evolve. Yeah, I'm I'm very intrigued to see where it's going. I feel like these first um these first movies have been intense in a way and very emotional, you know? And so I hope that we get, you know, a diversity of different stories cuz I know we would all love to just see a fun fluffy rom-com too. Like that would be great too. So it'll be mm, cool to definitely. see the evolution of this. It feels um, like they're really leaning into like you know, in, in the book world, what we call women's fiction. Like, it totally. feels like they're really leaning into the women's fic right now. And I'm not yep. mad about it. Yeah, I'm not mad about it either. And it's been a pleasant surprise because normally yeah. I'm, a rom, I'm a rom-com romance girl. But, you know, a little women's fiction every now and then never hurt anybody. So I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying what they're doing. But now I need to switch to probably what I'm most excited to talk to everyone oh, about which is <laughs> the the last quarter of this movie. And let's do it cuz I have thoughts. I'm ready for it. <laughs> okay, because I almost I feel like I had whiplash once the I last quarter too. of this movie happened. I was like, "Wait, how did we get here?" I am so um, glad you said that cuz I was like, "Am I stupid? Like they're going to hate me cuz I'm going to be like, what happened? <laughs> no, it, you were not alone. I was completely blindsided. I was like, wait, yes. what am I? Like, I'm watching a totally different movie yeah. from the first hour and a half that I just watched. It was wild. So, Brie, I'm going to start with you. What were your thoughts on kind of this last quarter of the movie and like the conflicts that seemed to appear out of nowhere? Like, thank you. How did you feel? period dot t that was it i was just like <laughs> where is this coming from okay so when the girls get in the fight i was like where is this i just again this is the double-edged sword i love that it's three you know three women of color i just love that it's three women but you're also that you're not giving us enough to understand that moment so when samara sits down and she's like you're acting like eva right now and it's like what I don't understand. Right. Then, what does that mean? Right. What does that mean? And it just felt out of nowhere. It felt kind of bratty. I didn't get it. I did not like it. And then I will, I mean, I, I don't know if we're going to talk about Kareem and the conflict with him and Please, later, but that on it. It. I was on like, it right now. Bree, speak on it. I did not like, okay. First and foremost, I had no idea that Kareem was baby girl's dad. Had no Me idea. Either. No, 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 no. I honestly Zero. thought the way that it was set up, I thought Renee was going to start considering adopting her because y'all remember the scene earlier. Me too. 
Me too. So that shocked me when she he walks in and she's like, hey, Papa. Like, what? Okay, cool. Fine. Nice little surprise there. But then for him to be like upset because she wants to go to college and leave, which I understand. But again, we're just now learning that like he's her father. So this makes no sense. It feels, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. It so felt I'm completely- I was unexpected. <laughs> Out of the blue. Yes. And that fight that they have, Samara and Kareem, was shocking to me. Like, the way he talked to her, I was like, where is this coming from? Right. This guy has been chill this entire movie, and now he's, like, angry and it was blaming a big her. Shift. It was yes. a big shift. Yeah, How did you feel about it, Anne? I I guess because of everything that is happening in the world as we know it <laughs> these days, I'm really just in it, it. It just happens to be it's at this time, but I'm like I'm just don't I I'm really tired of people being like okay, well I didn't pursue my dream or I had to do it this way, so you do too. Please, everyone, stop. No, that is not. You should want better for the other people, for younger, especially your young, children, younger generations, especially your own child. I'm like, you should want her to not do it the way you did it and pursue her passion, pursue her dream. And so when he was coming at Samara with like sharing basically like that she should, you know, do that and she should go to college and pursue that. And he was like, oh, but no, but she needs to stay here and she needs to, you know, do this because that's just a side thing. And I was just like, what? I'm like, you're her dad. You're supposed to be like her greatest supporter. You know, at least let her go to college and give this a chance. And if, you know, she really can't, you know, make it work, then maybe you can like talk to her about it. But like, you need to be her supporter. And so I just, yeah, it was just so weird. It was like he shifted into this other person. And then we had just found out he was the dad. So it was like, we weren't ready. And then it was, it was just, it was a lot, but I did not like that conflict. Um, yeah. I also didn't yeah. like the conflict of Renee. Is it Renee? Yeah. Renee finding the hair and then just going off on this. Oh, that was so bizarre. It was like this so whole bizarre. part was so weird. And I was just like, I don't understand what happens. <laughs> What's I know. going on? <laughs> it was like the movie completely shifted. And not only did she find the hair, she took some of it and put it in I the know. What? And she's like showing everybody. <laughs> oh, here it is. Here it is. <laughs> girl, he had a root. He had a girl in his cabin. I found her hair in a brush. <laughs> yeah, she that wanted the proof. That was, it was weird. It was. That was oh wild. Jasmine, how'd you feel about this kind of final girl. order of the movie? <laughs> girl, I, I know. It's one thing when the girls were arguing about their little thing, but the whole, like I said, the child part, I would, I did not expect that at all. Kareem, he has several seats, okay? Your child got a full ride. Full ride, Jazz. Yes. Full, full ride. ride. Yes. Full. Mm-hmm. To Spelman, HBCU. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I, said, I remember the fourth wall? Your wife, our daughter, <laughs> who directed this film. Yes. Like, <laughs> she go get her degree, come back when she ready to do yeah. some art and stuff for the Gola experience for mm-hmm. culture. Like, don't have enough free education. Anybody listen yeah, to that? that's Your child is a full ride, paid in full. Send your child to college. Please. Amen. Welcome to the Pilot Podcast. My name is BJ. And my name is Me Too. And we promise this promo is worth it, so please don't skip ahead. We're two judgy friends who put our judgmental skills to work for you. We review the pilot episodes of new and popular shows and shows that our listeners request to answer your question 
Should I watch this? Look, a lot of us are spending a lot more time at home, and yes, we should be reading and trying new projects and enriching ourselves, but does anything beat binging a great show? Let us take the guesswork out of deciding what your next show will be. Tune in to The Pilot Podcast at thepilotpodcast.com. It's free money. Especially if that's what they want to do. Especially mm-hmm. if that yes. is what they are passionate about and what they want to do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's not the parents being on them, but it's like their actual passion. Yes, you you have to let you have to let them do it. Especially if they got a full ride to the school. Yeah. Like it's not gonna put you into debt. Like, are you crazy? Like, yes. The only problem I got was $250. <laughs> 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 but before that, like, literally, the, that, that conversation, though, was definitely 180. Was not expecting that at all. You're getting me mad about it. Like, first of all, bro, that ain't even no woman. Like, you over here, like, you know, trying to, like, you know, you know, you know, make your way to be her, man. But they're kind of like, you don't know Samira's full story, why she had to give it up. Like, you heard a little bit of her story, but the fact that why she had to give it up to take care of her mom, to have a career, like, she wanted to do that her passion her whole time to paint. But she saw, yeah. you know, at that time frame that she could do it, though. But now she can't after, you know, talk about at the end of the movie, though. But no, he should never came on her sideways like that. For real. No. And he, the way he put this woman, who he has known for a week, into a disagreement with his child was wild. Like, who who is doing that? Who is like, toxic. you know what? Let me get your opinion. I know you just found out that this is my daughter, but I want your opinion on what she should do with her entire life and her future. And if you don't agree with me, I'm going to ice you out and kick you right. out of my house. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was, was crazy. Crazy. And it oh, felt so unexpected. Yeah. It just felt so different. <laughs> It did. That was that was an instance where I was like, okay, we should have just had this as a movie where somebody gifted her a retreat and she went by herself and you nixed the two friends so that we could have focused more on this and we would have understood this moment. But being that being that that's not how this story was told, it all unfolds and you're just like, where did this even come from? I mean, again, like that fight with them in the and gra- when they're sitting in the grass, I was like we don't know enough about Eva to know that y'all feel like she's like overbearing and you don't like to get her advice and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, we don't know any of that. And we don't know the inner workings of her, of her business. We find out late that Renee is that Eva is an investor in Renee's yeah. business. And it's like, yeah. it's very confusing and there just didn't need to be all that conflict. Like the main conflict yeah. was really Samara trying to figure out what she wanted out of her life and how she was going to handle this promotion and how she was going to handle this presentation. And I really feel like the romance could have just been a supporting aspect. It didn't have to be. And I mean, the conflict is built in. She don't live there. That's the conflict. Exactly. That yeah, yeah. Conflict. And she's only there the for a daughter. week. So time. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And then the friend conflict, I don't think had to be there. It just, I I don't know. It was very, um, again, it felt like they were trying to kind of throw a lot of things into this movie and accomplish a lot. And it's just hard to do with these movies. It's really Mm -hmm. hard to do that. Um, It is. And this is, you know, this was a definite like writing script kind of thing. You know, the actors, you know, they 
did what, you know, what was written there. But um, I mean, yeah, it just seemed like the writing, it just took this, I don't know. It just took it, this total turn. In my opinion, in my opinion, I feel like they had the script, but then if they got done with the script, they're like, wait a minute, we've got to add a conflict in here to like throw it off like any Hallmark film in the formula. Let me just throw this wrench in here real quick. These two, you know, out of nowhere situations. Oh, I mm-hmm. feel like they was already on the formula because, I mean, how many Hallmark movies have we watched where the heroine is up for a promotion? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Textbook. 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 Yeah. 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 I, I, I think yes. like Dory, I, like you said, like there's already built in cl- conflict. She's there for a week. This is like, you know, the, the coast of South Carolina. She's from Kansas city, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Like there's already exactly. built in conflict. I do. Like, he's not leaving this Island. We already right? know because no one's allowed to leave. So yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. There's already the built in conflict there. Like we did not need to do all that. It felt, it just felt really crazy to me. And I was just like, what am I watching? And I'm really glad you all felt the same way. Cause I was no. like, I Am I crazy? Maybe I missed something. <laughs> Maybe I fast forwarded a little too aggressively during the commercial. And so I missed something. I was just lost. It was crazy. Yeah. Speaking, also speaking of this part of the film and the ending, how do we feel about the mahogany tie-in and then the promotion situation? Because I have some thoughts about that. Um, okay, you go first. Okay. <laughs> I was very confused uh, by her pre- her presentation to work in like finance, right? Creatively, I was right. very <laughs> confused about how a director of finance <laughs> was like trying to work in the soulful summer theme. It made no sense to me when right. she pitched it back at the retreat. It didn't make sense. And then it really didn't make sense when she was in there giving the presentation. And oops, the wrong slide is still there. <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay, yeah. I was <laughs> like, this is a lot of hoop jumping for to get this mahogany tie in together, you know, like I liked it in the end. And I like that we see that she gets a compromise, right? Like she's working for this company that she likes. And instead of doing the business side of things, she decides that she's going to go into illustration and she has a really supportive partner in that with the, the like, manager hiring manager hr whatever look but that, that just came because old girl was like do you really want this job yes she was 100 <laughs> percent like do you even want to do this i've been i've been hoarding your uh finance reports with pencil drawings on the back for the past <laughs> several years like can we talk about your illustrations it felt very forced to me incredibly forced like yeah. How can I work Ooh. my creativity into being a financial planner? Yeah. I I was like, this is a lot for me. I don't know. How did you guys feel about it? You know what? I just thought about though, like something you said earlier about and and this book, the whole the whole show was about like obligations, right? So like here she is. You're up for this promotion. That's what society tells us we're supposed to do. So on one side of the page is like charts and graphs this is what i should be doing like i should be moving on up but on the back when you flip it over is her drawing that's her passion that's what she wants to be doing so i kind of dig it 
But yeah, you're right. <laughs> I dig her. it too. I just th- I wish it made a little more sense. Like make I it wish make it. Sense. I got it. I don't know. Maybe I you got know? it. <laughs> I mean, like, I kind of understood because she had when she was doing it, she had two different presentations in mind. Like you know, the financial right. side of like the data of like this, this, this. But she's like, no, in order to fully dissect into another part of financial to get more growth, get more money. She developed this illustration of the soul full summer and another way to pitch it and came birth through her retreat. And this is another way. So basically she was like, I want this financial job to give you guys more money to drill this whole new side brand within the mahogany brand. But at the same time, she was giving more of herself like, I really want to be the whole person for this. I want to be the one who's doing the illustration of it. And she put, she put that to the side because the creams, um, infamous, you know, did not need oh that gosh. drama moment. <laughs> we could have had a real presentation of it. But no, I got what she meant. It was like, she was wrestling to too. Like, do I do the charts and graphs? Of like, this is how we can do it. Boring. Or this is what we really need to set off this quarter to get the more you know, vacation vibe of it or the reunion side of it to bring that more money for the company. That's how, that's how I saw it. I like Kareem. He messed up the whole presentation. Kareem messed up the presentation. I said what I said. <laughs> and how did you feel about it? I was about to say, I think I was, I had like this weird thing in my mind. I was like, Hallmark, don't you dare. We know you love to do it. Everybody you know, everybody can compromise and get what they want. I was like, this job makes no sense. Don't you dare let these people say, <laughs> thank oh, you. Yeah, you could have this job. I was so glad when she questioned her and she was like, yes. do you want this job? Like the right. finance job? Because I'm like, somebody needs to say that. Cause that's not what she's, you know, that's what not she, what her she's giving was. her presentation on. Exactly. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, thank God. I was like, okay. So they questioned her. Now they're like, okay, you can work here and do what you want to do. Like we can have that. You can have it all, but just not under this title. I was like, I was just so worried. So I was relieved that she questioned her. Cause I'm like, it doesn't make sense. Um, and, but that she could, you know, use her talents at Mahogany, um, you know, to do a totally different job in her create in the creative like department. Um, yeah. So that part I was, I was glad. So, yeah. My hope in life is that that is the real inside of Mahogany. And we got, an actual glimpse into it because I mean, my, my mom loves cards. So I like, and we used to go to the Hallmark store all the time and the Hallmark, like the mahogany cards are beautiful. And I was just like, I hope this is really it and not like some Mm. set. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I know. We need to find that out. Were they on location? We need to know. Who asked the mayor that? That was an interesting question. So let's see. Um, Dory, where can people follow you? You can follow me at All the Feels Pod on Twitter or at Dory Benford on Twitter. Okay. And what about you, Jasmine? You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Shereem16, S H R E E M 1 6. And Bree, where can people follow you? Uh, I am at Brie Unabashedly on Instagram, Twitter now, y'all. I changed my Twitter handle oh, to match it. And nice. I've been doing TikTok. I've been on there. You know, oh. it's not so bad. I'm there at Brie Unabashedly as well, yeah. you know, talking about books and stuff. So 
That's where you can find me. follow you, girl. I didn't know you were on TikTok. Let me find you. Uh, hey. there, you know, oh, yeah. a few days. <laughs> a few days. Um, all right. And you can follow me at Scott. 21 on Instagram and Twitter. And also, if you really enjoyed this movie, uh, make sure you check out Rachel and I did an interview with Tamara. She said it's Maury, Tamara Maury Housley. You have to think about it because I've not been Maury. saying that. Yeah. Um, it is. Yes. Yeah, Tamara Maury Housley. Um, and it's on our um, YouTube uh, channel. And it's also wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, you can find it. And she also talks about her new Christmas movie. So you get to hear about her new book that she wrote, also Girl Friendship, and her new Christmas movie, as well as Sister, Sister, and just what it was like to get into acting industry as a kid with her twin. Um, so yeah, make sure you check that out. And um, make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod, Hallmarkies Podcast, all over social media. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave us a rating and review. And if you're listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We also have a patron group with monthly watch-alongs, and you can join for as low as $2 a month and get early episode releases. And we also have our merch store, which we're adding new Christmas merch right now, so make sure you check that out. That's with Tee Public. And yeah, ladies, this is really fun, and can't wait to do it again. Yes. 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 All right, everybody. We'll talk to you in our next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.